Hi, everybody. This is John Montoya. And this is John Parings. We're authorized infinite banking practitioners and hosts of the fifth edition. Episode number 34, The And Asset. And uh, John Montoya and I were just talking uh, a little bit before this, and he's got some great uh, ways to talk about this. And he talks about Einstein's eighth wonder of the world. And uh, John, maybe you could jump in and just and cover that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So Albert Einstein is credited with saying compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. And I've always liked that quote. But the problem that I've had with it is that it sounds great, absolutely does, because we all want compounding interest. And there are definitely places where you can get compounding interest. But the the main challenge is that where can you get uninterrupted compounding interest? That's always the conundrum. And so my thinking is, well, there is a ninth wonder of the world. And I refer to it as uninterrupted compounding interest. And the place where you can get it, if you're practicing IBC this, it's with an IBC designed whole life policy because we can leverage in and out of a whole life policy via policy loans without ever interrupting the compounding interest. So I love that saying by Einstein, but in my mind, I wanna improve upon it. And I think for all listeners out there, you should have that same mindset too, where you should be asking yourself, where can I get uninterrupted compounding interest? And the answer to that question is infinite banking designed whole life insurance. So you've come to the right place. Yeah. And, the, and so the title of today's podcast is The And Asset. And, and that's really how the uninterrupted compounding happens, as John was saying, where we have the ability to use safe leverage when it comes to whole life insurance cash value. We can have a whole life insurance policy. And because we can leverage the cash value, we can have the policy and we can do other things with that cash value, buy other assets, buy other liabilities. So we can do those things at the same time. We don't have to choose between either or, we can have both. And so it really expands the boundaries of imagination where once you realize you have a bedrock financial tool that can be used to buy other assets, so many things become possible that were not possible before. Right. You can do more with this asset class. And in fact, we were talking before the show and I mentioned this has been referred to as the and asset, but what about the more asset? Because we can do so much more with the money that we develop, we build up in our whole life policies. Because if we're doing it right, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, it's not necessarily just one IBC whole life policy it's multiple IBC whole life policies that you're going to develop within your portfolio. And having more access to capital where it's growing uninterrupted gives you the ability to do more. I like calling it the more asset. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, but the and asset, the more asset, I I like calling it the more asset because we can definitely do more. And I'm glad that you brought up expanding the boundary of imagination because that's something that Nelson was really big on. And one of the big issues that I see with people when it comes to their own financial plan is that it definitely lacks imagination. 
everything is is geared towards the traditional bank 401k type setup and there's no imagination beyond that so i'm glad that you bring that up yeah and it, the more asset is great because it really ties into the infinite part of infinite banking and the better we're capitalized meaning the more capital that we have the more we can actually do with it so when you take a look at things like just take a real estate transaction for example if we're capitalized well enough compared to paying cash for something if we have enough capital to leverage we can do more deals with the same cash than we could if we're not well capitalized so meaning if you've got say whatever ten thousand dollars or five thousand dollars to do closing costs on a on a deal and the rest of the money comes from the bank and or your infinite banking life insurance cash value well if you have enough of that you can actually, instead of just doing the one transaction, you can do multiple transactions. And the Todd Langford, the guys over at the Truth Concepts software, they've done a pretty good job of really making that clear using their Truth Concepts uh, calculators. It really is the more asset because we can do more with the same strategy that most people are just doing one thing. Right. The best example, of course, is a 401k because all that money is essentially locked up for decades and you can't access maybe up to 50,000, but no more. And that's with permission. You need permission from your employer to even access uh, any money from that retirement account. So that's definitely an example of an either or proposition. Whereas if you also have an infinite banking whole life policy set up, you now have access to capital and furthermore, you have the ability to access that money without interrupting the growth. So the either or proposition, that is definitely what I would call a trademark of retail amateur investors because they're stuck putting their money in one place and it's a zero sum game. Either they can use it or they can't, but if they do have access to it, it's only working in one place at one time. And it's a, a mentor that I'm, that I'm working with comes from the, the banking industry. The people that really, if you, if you talk about the 1% or the 0.1%, the people that sometimes get railed against by the, the commentators out there, but those are the guys that really know how to use money. And if you look at what they're doing, they're not putting their own money into deals. They're not investing their own money into deals. And so one of the terms that this guy has used is never lose the face value of your capital. And you can do that if you know how to correctly and safely use leverage. And we're not talking about the typical type of leverage that we've all heard horror stories about. And that, that kind of segues into the next part of this podcast. What are some other assets that we can have leverage but it's not necessarily safe leverage. So the best example there, and I'd say the most common example, is using a line of credit on a real estate property because you can go to the bank and get a secured line of credit using the equity in a property as your collateral. But the biggest problem with this type of leverage is that you have no control over what's gonna happen in the real estate market. And for those people who can remember what happened 2007 to 2009, when real estate basically imploded and lines of credit got frozen or just 
wasn't an option anymore. It's it's a precarious situation when you no longer have access to capital via your line of credit through a mortgage company or or through the bank. And compare that to never being turned down when you go to access a loan from your whole life policy. It's a night and day difference. It's it's really unbelievable. And I, I talk to a lot of people right now who are kind of showing me these different margin strategies where they're using margin either with with their stocks or something that's kind of newer where people are starting to use uh, crypto margin. And it's really a little bit concerning because margin always looks really awesome when things are working out. And But if, it, if 2008 and 2000 have taught us anything is that things don't always work out and we don't even have to go back that far. What if we just go back to March or April of last year when the state of California stopped, the bank stopped issuing lines of credit for a period of time. So a lot of people kind of look at their house equity and think that that's something that they can tap into anytime they want. And it's really just like a 401k. It's really not in your control. You've really got to ask permission to to access that equity. And then sometimes that that spigot can be turned off without without your consent. And so how it's it's really a matter of how are we how are we setting up these abilities in our life and our financial life in order to have these the way the, these abilities the 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 means to use leverage in a safe manner that doesn't put us at risk and and we have actual control over. Right. So the the common way that people typically use leverage requires a gatekeeper. That's right. And the gatekeeper is that traditional bank or finance company. And we want to remove those gatekeepers from our lives as much as we possibly can. IBC allows us to do that. You mentioned crypto margin and being able to potentially borrow against your crypto, which which is phenomenal until there's a 50% correction in your portfolio. And we've seen that this year. We saw it a couple years ago. That that happens. Um, same with Wall Street brokerage accounts. I had a call with a CFP for a client, uh, a shared client, who also works with a CFP. And he was interested in learning more about infinite banking. And he wanted to make sure that the policy that I was recommending for our shared client was appropriate. And he had a, a number of questions for me regarding infinite banking and whole life. And one of the questions that he asked was, well, why not, if this client needs access to capital, why not just use her margin account. And I explained to him, well, th- there's multiple reasons. Number one, that margin account does carry risk because it's tied to market-based assets, which can correct. Nothing goes up forever. We all know this. And so that's one potential risk right there. The other is that this asset class, whole life insurance, it's completely isolated it's non-correlated from everything else so it's been called a financial bunker for scary times and it's exactly that and you want to have you want to have and be able to use leverage with an asset that's not correlated to anything and the the last reason is the getting back to the ninth wonder of the world or what i term the ninth wonder of the world uninterrupted compounding interest you can sleep at night knowing that 
your money is always going to grow, even if you're using it someplace else. And where can you get that? I really believe that this type of asset class is a unicorn in the financial marketplace. You can't find this anywhere else. It's unreal. And then the the thing is, getting back to the more asset or the and asset, you're not losing anything by redirecting some of your cash flow to having some of this asset because you're building an asset, which is whole life insurance, you're built, this asset can do so many more things down the road when you have it than you can do without it. And I'm talking about saving a ton of money on taxes. I'm saving, I'm talking about more, much more efficiently transferring wealth to the next generation. I'm talking about having the ability to use and enjoy all those other assets that you've accumulated over the course of your working life while you're still alive, rather than only being able to pass them along to the next generation. And so I just got, got off an appointment where we talked, uh, we, we did this kind of thought uh, provocation question, which is called person A, person B. If you could show up on the day of your retirement as person A and have say $2 million in assets or you could be person B and show up on the day of your retirement and have $2 million in assets and a $2 million permanent guaranteed death benefit without having to spend any more money to get there, which of those two people would you rather be? And everyone answers person B. And it's because intuitively people realize, well, and actually this, this person that I just talked to, she said, well, two plus two equals four. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But it actually equals more than four because of all the things that you can do to offset tax, to create a more efficient wealth transfer for your your next generation, and to give you access and use and enjoyment over the other $2 million that you were able to accumulate, you can use and enjoy all of that $2 million knowing that the value of that is going to be replaced and passed on to the next generation. It's not like a a sunk cost to put some money into this. It's actually an accelerator that creates more value and more wealth over the course of your entire life and in the future, past your life, better than anything else does. Absolutely. That, that's why we want to think of this as a place where money resides. In my mind, first and foremost, money has to reside someplace, and I'd rather get it into my pool of IBC policies because once it's there, I know I can do more with it. And that's the type of mindset that I really believe if you're going to be successful with infinite banking, you need to have. If we look at all those things we just talked about, Wall Street margin, crypto margin, lines of credit, 401k borrowing, the one thing that they all have in common, and really, in my opinion, the only thing they have in common is risk. Right, because they're all subject to market corrections, margin calls, risk of loss, line of credits being frozen. And mm-hmm. you also, yep. you did a, you added a, a point that when we're doing our notes for this show, you also added a great one. What about when people leave or lose their job and they have a loan against their 401k? Well, that loan comes due within 60 days. Most people don't think about that. That's right. Yeah. I just had this conversation the other day and someone, one of my clients took a a 401k loan and they're going to do something, I think, positive with it where they're paying off some high interest debt. But I was like, Hey, don't, 
don't leave this job until you until you pay this loan back because it, it'll come due and then it becomes taxable income. And so that's that's not something that is is an optimal way to use that money. Exactly. So for all listeners out there, you want to be thinking of IBC as the more asset. That's the best way to look at it because of all that additional value you're going to get not only during your lifetime, but of course beyond because there is that death benefit attached to it. But the the more asset, the ability to use your imagination and how you're going to leverage in and out of your pool of whole life policies to build wealth, that's ultimately an expression of freedom that you otherwise won't have if you're tied to your traditional bank, if you're tied to your 401k and you're dealing with gatekeepers to even access your money. We mentioned Einstein's eighth wonder of the world and added the ninth wonder of the world. Where can you get uninterrupted compounding interest? This is the place. It is a financial unicorn. So we want you to take advantage of it. Excellent. That wraps up this episode. Nice and short, hopefully direct. And if anyone has any questions about this, feel free to reach out to us. You can find us at thefifthedition.com. You can email us. You could schedule a 30-minute consultation right there on the website. If you're listening to this on one of your favorite podcast platforms, please feel free to give us a five-star review so we can push this info out to more people. Thank you, everyone. Take care.